This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to Swipe Left, Swipe Left with me, Gavin. And me, Claire. This week we have another true story about what happens when you add two teenagers, lots of booze, and a brewing crush. Now, we all have those stories of experimenting with alcohol and all the strange turns it can take, and this is one of those stories. From Lucy and Dan, and the early days of their relationship. Where did we start? So... So we met in our philosophy class just after I introduced her to Skittles Vodka in one of the lessons without telling her it was Skittles Vodka. Getting a bottle of vodka and a pack of Skittles but you have to take out the green Skittles because they're very sour and then you kind of put it in the oven. 20 minutes later it kind of dissolves in vodka and it's very sweet and it doesn't taste like vodka anymore but you still get very pissed. <laughs> it was a great icebreaker. From then on we became best friends pretty much straight away. But the relationship really started at our friend Boris's 18th birthday party. He had a B party where everybody had to dress as something beginning with the letter B. And I chose Buzz Lightyear and... I was dressed like Boy George. Which is an interesting choice, especially as I did his makeup and it looked like he had two black eyes. <laughs> I was wearing my Buzz Lightyear outfit, which was a white shirt, white jeans, white socks and white pumps. And that was incredible. Loved it, obviously. And I had these like three metre long cardboard wings that I'd made out of old cardboard boxes. Um, so it's quite hard to do any kind of dancing. I lived a bit too far, so I stayed over at hers. It was all going really well. I'd managed to get my wings off so I could sit on the sofa. Then finally, after like months of flirting and months of build-up, me and Dan started making out for the first time. She just started having this massive nosebleed all over me. The worst nosebleed of my life bled all over his face <laughs> didn't realize for a while i think it had trailed so, sort of from my nose down my mouth down my chin <laughs> and onto my amazing costume fucking hell you're wearing white jeans what are you doing <laughs> this is terrible 
I don't think we cared too much at the time, to be honest. I don't think I did too much. In hindsight, it was ridiculous. That was the story of our first kiss. <laughs> so that was in January 2008. Yeah, we'd been seeing each other since then. And we went to a festival in Spain with some of our friends called Benicassim. Well, it was my first festival away. And it was the first time we'd been away together. We'd been there a few days. It's a bit of a crazy festival. It's like nine days and it's 40 degrees every day and it's a lot of sun and drinking and sleeping during the day. But after nine days of camping, weird things start to happen. On one of the days, we'd found a wad of cash on the ground in the festival site. It must have been like £75 or something like that. Which was great. I was like get in We're like, we could be sensible or we could just buy drinks with it for the entire evening which we did double vodka and red bull was only like seven euros and they gave you a lot more than they were allowed to it was brilliant oh we must have had way too much bottles of vodka I think easily <laughs> Probably mixed with a bit of heat stroke, things started to go a little bit sideways. Between stages, he just stopped in his tracks. I was like, are you okay? What's what's wrong? But I started getting very paranoid. And I thought, bloody hell, I think my dad has died. Why? Why? Why do you think that? So sort we're of trying to reason it out, but he got really panicky. I don't know. It's just a feeling I had. Is you know, when you know something is wrong, it's definitely wrong. I gotta call my dad. I'm way too worried about him. I think something has happened. You know, I gotta I gotta make sure he's okay. I'm pretty sure he's dead. Just call him, you know, we're only in Spain. I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't care if it's going to cost me a lot. This was pay-as-you-go abroad. It was a lot of money. So I kept calling and kept going straight to voicemail. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. You know, ring, ring. Hey, Dad. It's Dan. Where are you? Just call me back to let me know you're not dead. He must have left ten voicemails for his dad and he just didn't answer and he was just completely convinced something awful had happened. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to have to live with it. I think he's dead. I can't get through to him. I went back to the campsite and I was still worried and nothing. Like He wouldn't call me back or anything. And I think I must just have passed out eventually the next day I was fine I didn't didn't remember a thing and we sort of forgot about it for the rest of the holiday and then I don't know if maybe his phone ran out of battery or he he had it switched off and then it wasn't until after we got back to England we landed on Stansted 
he switched his phone on and messages just like coming it was just beep one after the other after the other and he's getting all these messages and he's like god someone's been trying to contact me this whole time my phone keeps going off i don't know what's going on who's got so many messages and and i listened to the message and i was like hey dad it's dan where are you just call me back to let me know you're not dead dad are you dead i need to know where you are help Hey, Dad. It's Dan. Oh, for fuck's sake. I've had my dad's phone the whole time, and I kept calling myself. It took me a while to get out of him. Like, what? What What are all these messages? And he's like, okay. <laughs> I, I have to admit, I have, I have my dad's phone. <laughs> I took it when we left, and I still have it now. <laughs> I borrowed my dad's phone to go on holiday with because I didn't want to take my precious Sony Ericsson. So not only had he not been able to, you know, get hold of his dad the whole time, he's been leaving himself messages. <laughs> I don't even think he could listen to the messages after a while. It was just too, it was too awful. <laughs> what an idiot. What an idiot. And then it turned out my dad was fine. Can you just say for the mic that your dad was not ill or, no. or anything? There's nothing wrong with him. No, my dad's very young. Right now he's about to turn 49. So this is, <laughs> this is 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's pretty much no reason whatsoever why he would be dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I think had to give him the benefit of the doubt because I had, you know, bled all over his face in our first kiss. So I think I sort of owed him one. It's make it or break it, your first time away together. That's true. You either realise you're completely not suited for each other or you are and you're equally as crazy. Yeah, 10 years later, it's all worked out in the end. (laughs) It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've done well. Thanks to Lucy and Dan for sharing their story. And thanks again for listening. Follow us on Twitter at SwipeLeftLift or post your own story on the website www.swipeleftswipelift.com And don't forget to subscribe to the series. There are lots more stories on their way to you. And if you're enjoying the series, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.